time to mount up. This is Tim. This is New York Jack. Great talk. Powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Uh, Want to talk about Kayvon Thibodeau. Want to talk about Saquon Barkley and the wonderful healing process, which is all again. We we have to come up with a bullshit button uh, because of the fact they're just saying, uh, Dable. What do you want Dable to say? This is this is very Parcellian. This is very Belichickian. <laughs> he could play. Everyone's saying two to three weeks, but Saquon Barkley's such a fast healer. He could play. Of course, he's going to say that. He's a game time decision. Same with Andrew Thomas. Same with Aziz Ojolari. I pretty much would guarantee none of them are playing. But of course, you got to keep the 49ers guessing because it's always a guessing game in the NFL. And I love that about Dable. I love that about Dable. He keeps them guessing, keeps them off the, he, keep, he keeps the opponents on their toes, he keeps his own team on their toes. And that's what you got to love about the Dabes. You also have to love the fact that he <coughs> didn't call the plays in the second half. Protecting his guy. I think it's great that he's protecting his guy. I think it's so heartily wonderful. But let's get into Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau gave a little bit of a speech yesterday and uh, basically blamed the fans for his poor performance and that we don't understand things. And the only people you can count on are the people in the room. This is quite the departure from the Kayvon Thibodeau who came in here after being drafted fifth overall, was going to get 17 sacks, was going to sack a game his rookie season. And I said it right after the draft or right after those comments were made. You can be boisterous. You can be loud. You can be arrogant. You can be cocky. But at the end of the day, you got to back it up. They say I'm cocky. And I say, well, it ain't bragging, but unless you back it up. And the problem is he didn't back it up. He didn't really show up to like week 14, 15 last year. He's got four total tackles, and he had he had a big donut against the the vaunted Arizona Cardinals. We've talked about it before. We pointed it out numerous times. We think on his outside rush, he's looping out too far, and the tackles just drive him towards the sideline. We talked about that the day they drafted him. And then you have people on Twitter that are basically defending him. Also, we have a new Cave on Thibodeau sound effect, and this this sound effect will be played until something happens, and we hope. That's something that'll happen on Thursday, but we're going to play that. in a, we're going to play that in a minute. Cause you know, we always like to have fun with sound effects, but we want to, we want to listen to cave on speech a little bit. And you got people defending him like, well, what he's saying is not wrong. What he's saying is not wrong. I agree 100%. What he is saying is not wrong, but this is probably, this is one of those things that my wife always tells me. You don't always have to say what you think. She goes that voice in your head. You don't have to let it out all the time. And for people to sit there and defend him and say, well, he's not wrong. Here's the problem. You're a fifth overall pick. You're in year, year two. You got four total tackles, no sacks. You have not really changed the complexion of any game outside of a couple of games last year towards the end of the season. You had four total tackles, I mean, four total sacks last year. And at the end of the day, you, you want to you wanna just basically discount the fans. And as a season ticket holder, that upsets me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I pay your salary with my season tickets. But I make the effort to drive two and a half hours every home game. I make the effort to, 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 do, the, to do certain things that the Giants reach out to me and ask my help with. I, I give time. I show up at 8 o'clock games at 325 in the afternoon. I make that effort. And I don't ask for a lot in return. I, I never do. I never have. But I do ask for the fact that you don't just dismiss the fans. 
I mean, because the thing is, everybody, every fan just wants to be a part of a winning team, right? So even early in that game, our own fans are booing us. They're, they're giving up on us. And booing you because you sucked for six quarters. I'm sorry. Is your sensitivity level that high that if you suck for six quarters, that you don't, you you feel you are you are above being booed? Is that what you is this what you think? This is this is the mindset of Gen Z and Gen Y. As millennials, we get booed, we do we get mad, and we do better. We don't just sit there and say, "Well, they gave up on us." I didn't give up on you. You down you were down twenty to nothing. I got I got the I got the tweets and the receipts. I'll show you that I was texting people. Hey, listen, we're only down 20. We got this. I, 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 I'm posting in the fourth quarter. Mama say knock you out because I knew we were going to come back and win. So, the, yes, there is a segment of the fan base. There is a segment of content creators that swing like a fucking pendulum. And the problem is the pendulum, I said before, is going to break your neck because it's going from one side to the other so quickly. There, there was a show on Sunday that people were telling me. I'm not going to say who they were. They were broadcasting the game or they were doing the play-by-play of the game. And they and, and these people were like they were on there for the entire half telling them how much the Giants sucked, how bad things were, how terrible this team was, how how rotten it was. And then in the next half, they're kissing everybody's ass. That's the pendulum. And that's what I think Kayvon's talking about. But at the end of the day, we're still fans of the team. We're, we are not just fans of number five, Kayvon Thibodeau. We're fans of the New York football giants. As soon as we start to win, now everybody's cheering and everybody's excited. Everybody wants to get a jersey signed and this and that. And it's The part I didn't like is everyone wants to get a jersey signed. Like, you're like oh, no, I, I got to sign a jersey? Because now you, now you like me? You produce on the field. You do what you're supposed to do. You are the fifth overall pick from last year. Uh, it's a tough situation, but when you start to realize that the only people that matter are the people in the room and the only people who are really here for us is us. So the fans aren't here for you. You are painting the fan base with a broad stroke. People will say I'm the most negative giant content creator there is. People will say that I don't believe in the fan base, but I'm only, I, I seem to be the only one that fucking shows up every Sunday. I've seen to be the only one that's at the stadium all the time. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not painting a broad, bro, uh, broad stroke with that. There are some content creators, those uh, chatting giants or uh, uh, whatever that guy's name is. He's at the game. I know that. There's the uh, the Indian gentleman who's I saw him. I, I think I've seen him. He's at the game. So there are people that are at the games. But Kayvon, you're painting everyone with a broad stroke, a broad brush. There's people who have been watching this team since 1976 who, who have been watching this team before you were even born. Have, who have gone through the adversity, have gone through the good, who have gone through the bad. And you just say, well, the only people we can count on is the guys in the locker room. So you're just going to dismiss the total fan base. So when you are at home and you do something well, what you're telling me is the fan base shouldn't cheer for you. And um, as long as we continue to focus on that and continue to control the narrative and um, keep pushing for the forward, we'll be all right. What narrative do you need to control? That you have four tackles in two games and no sacks? Is that the narrative you need to control? It's a total dismiss of the fan base. It really is. And you can, and like I said, what he's saying partially is not incorrect. Yes, this fan base is one of the most fickled fan bases that I have seen since watching this team since 1976. This fan base is beyond fickled. 
They are beyond the point of everything that they, everything has to be immediate. Everything, especially now that they want a little and everything is either at the total high and everything's at the total low. And if you dislike something, you are a hater. Or if you point something out, you are a hater. And the point I was making before about being the most negative giant content creator, the only problem is I'm the most honest giant content. I'll say it. I am literally the most honest giant content creator because I see what I see on the field. I just make videos about it because you know what? It's my opinion. And Kayvon, here's the thing. I'm entitled, like you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. And my opinion is you are not playing up to the moniker of a fifth round, a fifth overall draft choice. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. And for you to just dismiss the fan base and say the only people we can count on is the people in the room. I, 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 I played the game, Kayvon. Not, not as professional, but in college. And I, and I understand that. I, I played on bad teams. And I understand that fans boo. Fans get upset with you. Fan, fans tell you you suck to your face. I get that. I understand that. And then sometimes when you're playing so badly, the only thing you could do is rally around each other. But you still give respect to the fan base. That's what I'm saying about this. You respect the people that are in that building. You respect the people that buy the number five jersey. Because without those people buying the number five jersey, without these people coming out and rooting for you every Sunday, the stadium would be extremely quiet. We have a sound effect for Kayvon. Everyone always enjoys. King of the Almost Sack. And I, I just want to say something about King of the Almost Sack. King of the Almost Sack actually is not a slight against Leonard Williams. It's actually a slight against this. This occurred in Leonard's first year with the Giants. It's actually a slight against segments of the fan base who all they could talk about when Leonard had a half a sack that first year was that he led the league in pressures. So that's where King of the Almost Sack actually came about. So it's not a slight towards Leonard. It's just funny now. But I, I, I always think I have to clear that up sometimes to people. But here we go on KTEL Records, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. We have the new Cave on Thibodeau sound effects, which we will play until this happens. I gotta come up with something. The old line thinks I'm nothing if I only had a sack. Once he gets his sack, we will stop playing that. Once he gets his multiple sacks, we still stop playing. I still believe in Kayvon Thibodeau. I still do. I kept saying, I don't think he's a bust. I don't think Evan Neal's a bust. Cause I think it's too much. It's too 19 games into their career. Not counting the playoffs. 19 games into their career. I'm not ready to call anyone a bust, but hey, Evan Neal has taken so much shit for his performance. So many people have gone after Evan Neal. But you don't see Evan Neal say boo. You see Evan Neal go out and work. You, Evan Neal right now is easier to root for than Kayvon Thibodeau. He's easier to root for. Because of the fact that he puts his head down, he knows he's not playing well, he does his, he's trying to better himself and do his job and become a better performer at right tackle for the New York Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau, it's, it's the fans' fault. It's, it's the fickled fans' It's not that I have four tackles in two games and no sacks, and I'm looping way too far outside on my outside rush because the tackle's pushing me towards the sideline, and I could just use this, maybe use a swim move and cut back inside. No, it's not that. I'm just doing what the defense is telling me to do. 
Did they tell you not to get a sack or a tackle or anything last week? That's what they told you to do? <sighs> Thank God this is the kinder, gentler Tim. Because if, that, if it wasn't, we'd come up with shit like this. I gotta come up with something. The old life thinks I'm nothing if I only had a sack. I can't wait till he gets his sack. Because you know what? When he gets his first sack, when he gets his first couple sacks, I will make a new sound effect. I will, I will sit there and think about how to make a new sound effect. I came up with like 15 different sound effects, but I love this one the most. There's just moments where, you, you know, you hit it. You hit it out of the park. That's what she said. Sorry, I just had to. Um, but like I said before, I, I'll, I'll say it once. I've said it twice. Yeah, I'm honest. I'm honest to a fault. You can love me. You can hate me. You could dislike me for my honesty. But I, I'm just going to give you my opinion on what I see. And at the end of the day, you don't like it as a player. That's fine. You're at the end of the day, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, maybe I am not performing up to expectations, which is why the fan base is getting on me after 19 games. Technically 21 games, you count the playoffs. Maybe that's why Kayvon. Maybe that's the issue. And at the end of the day, even though you make these types of comments, and I just love how people on YouTube is like, yeah, I'm not YouTube, but Twitter's like, yeah, we support Kayvon. You're the same fucking fickled fans that he's talking about. I love it because I love the one someone posted on Twitter. I wonder how many people deleted some of their tweets from the first half. I'd say a lot. But these are the same fans who were booing him for six quarters and now is cheering the team. We were down 25 nothing, sitting in the fucking pouring rain, me and Big Al. And I looked at him and I said to him, I think we can still come back. Big Al looked at me and says, they might score 50. But I'm Mr. Negative. I'm 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 the guy I'm the guy that 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 is so fickled. I'm the guy that's you know what's funny? I dug out some articles. Hold on one second. I gotta get this. I will show these articles on the thing. This is from 1983. It's called The Tale of Two Quarterbacks. It's Phil Sim, Scott Bruner. It's a modern day tale of two quarterbacks. It goes through the entire progression of the 83 season when the Giants won the won. I assume he got into the playoffs for the first time in years. Scott Brudar took over for an injured Phil Sims and led, to, and led them to a victory in the playoffs, and they got smoked in San Francisco. But it, it talks about everything going on, how Phil Sims requested a trade and all this stuff. It is not a complimentary article. I'll post, you know what, I'll post pictures of it later. I'll, I'll actually show it. And, and, and I was thinking about this as I was holding this in my hand. This is from 1983. Yeah, I still have this. It's from 1983. Yes, I keep everything. I fucking keep everything. I know I keep everything. Stop being my wife. But it just shows the difference of player mentalities. Phil Simms talks about wanting to be traded, but Phil Simms also talks about becoming better at his job and dealing with in adversity and injuries. Scott Bruner talks about how, he's the, how he was whatever the 12th round pick out of Delaware and how he had to deal with adversity and everything else to become the starting quarterback vis-a-vis injury and lead the team to their first playoff victory in God knows how long back in 1983. They didn't blame the fan base. They didn't go after, but it's easier now just to go after the fans. It's easier now because you have YouTube and social media and everything is that you have a segment of people defend you. It's just been a long day. I've only had one captain of black rifle coffee. So that, that's killing me too. I'm going to have my second cup of pumpkin spice later. I also want to reach out to mint mobile, give them a big shout out. 
They're going to be partnering with the show through the rest of the giant season. Be looking for great quality service, cell phone service on the one of the fastest 5G networks there is. Go to mintmobile.com backslash big blue. Sign up. They have their deal going on still where it's 15 bucks a month for unlimited wireless, wireless, wireless internet text and voice. Like I said, that's cheap. I, I have like three phones now because I have I, I I do different. I may be retired, but I got like five different projects that I do on the side. Get yourself another line. Try it out. I added this other service where I was paying $168 a month uh, for my just my phone, my wife's phone. We only had three gigs of internet. I'm not going to say their name, but it rhymes with Babizen. Um, and now we're on Mint Mobile. We pay... Uh, what do we pay? We pay 90 bucks every three months for cell phone service. Now I'm not a mathematician, but 180 something or 168 something times three is that. And then we pay 90 bucks and it runs on the T-Mobile network. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a lot. Uh, we may, I don't know if we, we may do a live stream. People have asked us to do a play by play on Thursday night games. We might do that. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but again, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm still going to read. I'm still going to read for cave on. But stop fucking pissing me off. And as you know it, don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to ring that bell because you want to know why. Let me also. Awesome.